Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from Rapidly Rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, Gilbert Gerard is going to make some noises, and we'll have not one, not two, not three, but four birthday salutes. Just keep listening to find out for whom. You've heard him on the show before, primarily on Christmas records, but I was reminded the other day of the talents of Gilbert Gerard. Even though he was a very popular and prolific recording artist, very little is known about him. This is sort of a non-birthday salute, since we don't even know his date of birth. He was born in 1867 or 68, possibly in San Francisco. If not living there, he at least visited Paris in 1913, and died in 1927. He has more than 140 entries in the discography of American historical recordings, but only in a handful is he listed as a vocalist. He apparently didn't play an instrument other than his voice, as in the rest of his recordings his role is speaker, although he did whistle on several. Gerard made his first recordings in 1891 for the United States Phonograph Company as a member of the Manhasset Quartet. The group dissolved about 1901, but Gerard continued a successful recording and performing career. In addition to his solo and duo work with Len Spencer and Henry Burr, Gerard led the dramatic group Gilbert Gerard and Company. He also appeared on Broadway in Pennywise in 1919, and again in 1925 in 188 performances of 12 Miles Out at the Playhouse Theater. Many of Gilbert Gerard's recordings feature his vocal talents imitating animal, bird, and instrument sounds, as well as other sound effects. Here are three from the world's greatest animal and instrumental mimic. Thank you. 
is sad sometimes, and would weep if he could, no doubt remembering things that were a virtuous panel with plenty of food and himself a sober, respectable car. I'm better now. That glass was warning. You rascal, limber your lazy feet. <laughs> we must be fiddling and performing for supper and bed or starve in the street. Not a very gay life to lead, you think? But soon we shall go where lodgings are free. And the sleepers eat neither pickles nor drink. The sooner the better for Roger and me. James recorded a number of vocal duets with Helen Clark, Elliot Shaw, Franklin Bauer, and others. 
But there he was with a whole barnyard full of animals, all saying, how do you do? On Funny Noises, written by Elsie Jean, the second of her animal nursery songs. That's from Vocalion 14734, recorded in December of 1923. Elsie Jean wrote a number of children's songs, with several recorded by Henry Burr in the late 20s and Helen E. Myers in the 30s. And you just might be hearing some of them in an upcoming show. Before Funny Noises, we heard the poignant The Vagabonds, Roger and I. That was Len Spencer with Gilbert Gerard as Roger the Dog from Columbia A413, recorded in 1907. We started with The Duck's Quack, subtitled A Barnyard Jamboree. That was Kaplan's Melodists with imitations by Gilbert Gerard from Edison Diamond Disc 51189, June 27, 1923. The Duck's Quack was written by Hannibal McGuire. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. This very day, December 18th, marks the birth in Vienna, Austria in 1881, not 1882, as I said last year, of Ernest Charles Klappholz to Heinrich Hirsch Klappholz and Paula Pauline Thurman. The family arrived in the U.S. in 1902, and in 1920, already married to Julia Kantorowicz, Ernest petitioned to become a United States citizen. 1920 was a very prolific year for Klappholz, in which he wrote or collaborated on tunes including Peppy Steps, American Beauty, OU oh Baby, and Two Brown Eyes. Klappholz's career was closely linked to that of Arthur Lang. In 1929, the pair went to Hollywood to work on motion pictures, but shortly after arriving, Ernest's beloved wife, Julia, died of pneumonia on June 8, 1929. She's interred in a mausoleum at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. By 1931, Klappholz and Lang had worked together arranging and recording music for 30 feature films and 12 shorts, and Lang was named director of the music department at the RKO Pathé Studios. The pair co-composed One Night in June and were heavily involved in the acoustic design of the 125,000-square-foot RKO Pathé soundstage in Hollywood. On January 14, 1932, Ernest was remarried to Angela Martin in Garland, Arkansas. Martin was an actress known professionally as Nita Martin, and had appeared on Broadway in 1925 in the 1930 films Chasing Rainbows and The Third Alarm, and Anybody's Blonde in 1931. Ernest Klappholz died October 6, 1965 in Riverside, California, only about 20 miles from where I am right now. Here are three from Ernest Klappholz.
my baby, when my baby smiles at me, uh-huh. My folks go roaming, roaming to paradise, yeah. And when my baby, gee, when my little baby smiles at me, folks, oh, what a wonderful light that comes to her eyes. Listen, buddy, give him the smile that just brings love. Give it all. Oh, cut it out, will you? That's it. That's the smile that brings real harmony. I sigh and I cry. No, it's just a bit of heaven. Heaven when my baby, when my baby smiles at me. My old boys, when my little baby, when my baby smiles at me. Oh, gee. Oh, stop it, I say. And when my baby, when my baby smiles at me. Oh, I can't stand it now, honey. Cut it out, will you? Come on, give him the smile that just brings love. Give it all. Gee, that's it, that's it. That's the smile that brings real harmony. I sigh and I cry. Oh, it's just a bit of heaven, heaven when my baby, when my baby smiles at me. Play it, boys, please. He recorded it in 1920, 1923, and 1926, but there you have Ted Lewis and his band, April 16, 1938, in Los Angeles, with When My Baby Smiles at Me. That's from Decca 10-inch 78, number 2054, but it was eventually issued on two other Decca 78s, two different 45s, and several LPs. Ted Lewis and Andrew B. Sterling get lyricist credit. On almost all other references to When My Baby Smiles at Me, Bill Monroe gets sole composer credit, but on the label of Vocalion A14035 by Billy Murray and Rachel Grant, recorded in 1920, the music is credited to Monroe and Clapholz. Clapholz also receives credit for When My Baby Smiles at Me in the index of Ross Laird's Moanin' Low, discography of female popular vocal recordings, 1920-1933, and that's good enough for me. In last year's birthday salute to Ernest Klappholz, I played One Night in June by Gene Fosdick's orchestra. This time you heard it by Paul Specht and his orchestra on Columbia A3759, recorded November 16, 1922. One Night in June was written by Klappholz, Arthur Lang, and Ted Snyder. We almost started off with They're All Sweeties by Billy Murray, because the label of Path A22213 credits Von Tilzer and Klappholz, but that's not correct. Klappholz had nothing to do with They're All Sweeties. Harry Von Tilzer wrote the music, and Andrew B. Sterling, who wrote the lyrics, didn't get credited on the label at all. So we started with In a Boat for Two. Last year we played it by Runo's jazz band, this time by Russell Jones from a Swedish Echophone 78, 
recorded in Stockholm in April of 1923. Also born on December 18th, but in 1897 in Cuthbert, Georgia, not 1898 as I may have said in the past, was James Fletcher Hamilton Henderson, better known as pianist, bandleader, and arranger Fletcher Henderson, whose nickname was Smack. He studied piano as a child, but in 1916 enrolled in Atlanta University, emerging with a degree in chemistry. He moved to New York in 1920 intending to pursue a master's degree, but began working as a pianist. Within a few months, he was a full-time professional musician, working as a song plugger for W.C. Handy's music publishing company. He recorded dozens of records accompanying leading black singers between 1921 and 1923, when he formed his own orchestra, heard live on radio and records until the mid-1930s, when he sold many of his superb arrangements to Benny Goodman. Henderson continued to arrange, organize bands, and tour until 1950, when a stroke ended his career. He died in New York City on December 29, 1952. Here are three from Fletcher Henderson, not played on the show before.
Fletcher Henderson's orchestra recording in New York exactly 97 years ago today with Nobody's Rose, composed by Fred Rose. Takes 2 and 3 were issued on Columbia 532-D. Before that, Milton Eggers' What Good Am I Without You? Duke Ellington, Tommy Christian, Red Nichols, and Tom Jaron all recorded it within days, either side of the Henderson Orchestra's December 2, 1930 session, with Take Two issued on Columbia 2352-D. I've played Blazin' only once on the show back in 2011 by the Coon Sanders Orchestra, which makes sense because Joe Sanders wrote Blazin', but we started our little tribute to Fletcher Henderson with his May 16, 1929 rendition on Columbia 1913-D. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online, at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. Another December 18th birthday is that of Wilfred Arthur Charles Carter, in 1904 in Port Hilford, Nova Scotia, Canada. Known as Wilf Carter, at age 12 he heard and became fascinated with an entertainer known as the Yodeling Fool, and later developed his own yodeling style. He left home at age 15 and, unlike most country-western singers, actually worked as a cowboy for a time. He was first heard on Canadian radio in 1930 and, in 1933, made his first records in Montreal on the Canadian Bluebird label. In 1935, he moved to New York City, where he performed on WABC and continued making records. He was hosting a country music radio program on CBS when a lawyer told him he'd have to change his name and asked if he'd ever been to Montana. Wilf replied in the affirmative, and given his build, was known in the U.S. from that point on as Montana Slim. He wrote hundreds of songs and was still touring at age 86. He died in Scottsdale, Arizona on December 5, 1996. The records in his last birthday salute were all credited to Wilf Carter, but here are three from Montana Slim. Dream and dream in lovely scenes How could we ever be lonely?
I'll yodel in the valley to my lover far away. Roll along, O oh silvery moon, roll along on your way. While I sing my yodeling to my lover far away. There you have three, written and performed by Wilf Carter, and now you know why he was called the Yodeling Cowboy. On December 20th, 1933, Carter recorded My Swiss Moonlight Lullaby in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. It was also released in the U.S., Australia, and Switzerland. I wonder what the Swiss thought of Yodeling Cowboys. On the non-U.S. issues, Montana Slim is credited as Wilf Carter. On March 11, 1937, Carter recorded Answer to Swiss Moonlight Lullaby in New York, and that's what we just heard from Bluebird B-8181. It wasn't issued in Switzerland, but it was in India. Go figure. You've heard of the Wabash Cannonball, but before Swiss Moonlight Lullaby was Rattlin' Cannonball on Bluebird B-8425, March 27, 1940. We started off with another side from that 1940 session, Beautiful Girl of the Prairie, on Bluebird B-8472. Carter wrote the words and C. Fernandez the tune, and I spent a lot of time online, but darned if I could find out what the C stood for. Know who else was born on December 18th? That's right, Glenn with two N's, Homer Long, in Commerce, Texas, in 1895, to Clark C. Long and Nellie Hayes. 
His 1917 draft registration card shows his occupation as musician, but also that he was unemployed and claiming exemption from the draft due to bad health. I have no information about his upbringing or musical training, but between 1925 and 1928, the New Orleans Rhythm Kings and the Halfway House Orchestra recorded at least 10 of Long's compositions, with Long himself on some of the sides as pianist or vocalist. On all of these recordings, he's credited as Glyn Lee Long, G-L-Y-N-N-L-E-A, with the nickname Red. Apparently, Long never married, and his 1942 draft registration card also shows him as unemployed. He died October 13, 1945, in Orleans Parish, Louisiana, and is buried in the Calhoun Community Cemetery in Calhoun, Tennessee. Glenn Lee Redlong's songs include My Sweetheart, If I Didn't Have You, Why Did You Make Me Cry, and these. Thank you. 
Halfway House Dance Orchestra with I Want Somebody to Love. Columbia 1263-D was recorded in New Orleans on October 24, 1927. Before that, the New Orleans Rhythm Kings with Everybody Loves Somebody Blues, But Nobody Loves Me. Written by Santo Pecora, Paul Maris, and Red Long. That's from Victor 79031, March 26, 1925. And that was Red Long on piano. And you heard Red Long providing the vocal on It Belongs to You. That was the Halfway House Orchestra under the direction of Albert Brunies, who co-wrote It Belongs to You, on Columbia 1041-D, April 13, 1926. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.